Mark Zuckerberg can hear you at all times. Never my Google forget. Home Mini is in the kitchen right now. Oh my god! Turn it off. <laughs> Honey, turn it off. Honey, turn off the Google Mini. Turn everything off. We're doing a freaking podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Kanye West's favorite football podcast. And he won. And he did. Can you believe it? I can't even it's believe it. It's crazy that he actually won and that he actually managed to get so many votes. Yeah, he did. Out, like He is... Congratulations to... Co- I'm joined, by the way, by my producer, Joe, Joe Teason. Joe, how's it going? Good and... Yeah, sorry. Good and yeah. <laughs> I was okay. going to say good and you. <laughs> good and you. I'm, well, I'm good as well. You can ask me how I'm doing. Okay. But imagine that you're tuning into a podcast and we're from an alternate universe where Kanye West is the new president of the and United States of America. Things are actually going swimmingly yeah things are great uh the national anthem is uh gold digger (laughs) (laughs) Uh, vice president is jamie (laughs) fox yeah i would i would see that i love jamie fox well i love jamie fox as well and despite what everybody says about kanye west i like kanye west yeah you know and listen everybody has their mental health (laughs) who doesn't have mental health issues that doesn't mean you can't be president no not at all everybody has (laughs) if you have severe mental health issues that certainly doesn't mean you can't be the leader of a, of a country. Exactly. So right. That'd be even. But uh, what do we know? Here we are talking politics on the podcast that we always like to say that we're not going to talk politics on. Yeah, we actually uh, we've been, I've been recording for nearly an hour. Nearly an hour. Joe got here an hour ago, and we were just talking, yeah. uh, you know, talking away. The rally, the freedom. Uh, yeah, whatever. freedom march. Yeah, went on freedom yep. march. I actually saw a post about that um, Freedom March. Was that not what the march was called? Yeah. The Martin Luther. Yes. Ooh, that's a... I know. Yeah, I did see something about that as well. So basically, for those of you that don't know, uh, who didn't listen to last episode, uh, here in our our small little town, we live in Elmer, Ontario, Canada. Uh, We're a couple of Canadians. And by the way, if you're curious, we will talk football eventually. We, we, We will talk football. This is the Average Joe football show. Uh, we had a busy week. We will get into that. But if you're listening, last episode we talked about uh, how our how our town was in what was it? What were they called? Uh, uh, state, state of emergency. emergency. State of emergency. Wow, we just said state of emergency twice, twice? at this exact same time. Twice Did is we nice. Kiss or uh, is I think that, so. Is that what we do now? Okay. Um, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, our town was in a state of emergency because there was a big no mask rally. Apparently, these people are going around to a bunch of places and doing no mask rallies. And we happen to be a town that already has a a budding cult uh, going on in our town. If you want to learn more things about it, just Google Elmer, Ontario. I'm sure you'll find some things. But we actually have a legitimate cult growing here in our town, and that kind of got combined with the this freedom rally and yeah they call it a freedom rally whereas uh you know that was the name of some of the rallies that martin luther king had Mm -hmm. uh when you know he was actually fighting for something real yeah Uh, so um that was yeah that's about the most disrespectful thing you can do i think because there you know black people genuinely had things to worry about in this country things that actually you know were you know problems they were uh 
I'm, I can't think of what I'm trying to say, but they were, you know, they pressing had, issues. In the, pre- in the community. Yes, pressing issues. That's that's one way to put it. They 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 genuinely were being oppressed uh, to an insane degree. So to to call it a freedom rally when all you're really trying to do is not wear a piece of fabric on your face. Uh, I mean, just just put it in perspective for a second, and that's that's kind of where. I lie with the whole mask thing, the anti-mask thing. And like I said uh, on my Facebook, uh, and I never post on Facebook, but I just felt obligated to this weekend because of all the crap going on in our town, uh, the, the biggest issue in this town is not anti-mask, pro-mask things. We have a lot bigger issues in this town. Like I said, there's a there's a genuine cult going on right now. But uh, as far as the mask, no mask thing, if we do want to talk about that, the way I think where I kind of stand, and I, Joe, I don't know where you stand on it exactly, but I feel like you're allowed to, you know, question whether or not we should be wearing masks or whether it's like a a productive or whether it's working, whether it makes sense. Well, you have a freedom of speech. Yeah, absolutely. I will project your freedom of speech 100%. I will fight for your right to say whatever you want. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I have to agree with it. And for me, the biggest the, the biggest thing uh, with the mask, no mask thing is just just put it in perspective. It's If you really put it in perspective, it's not nearly as big of a deal as you think it is. Mm. When you put it in perspective of the Freedom Rally, the, the people that genuinely uh, had problems that were, were generational, had uh, ancestors that were slaves, uh, you know, and they were fighting for just basic freedoms. Uh, this is not that. This is not nearly as pressing of an issue. And if there's there are so much more important things, in my opinion, to be passionate about than whether or not to wear masks or not wear masks uh, when I go to the grocery store. You know what I'm saying? Or or am I totally off? No, I agree. I in, think there are more important that, things. Yeah. yeah well, um, we usually like to keep things lighthearted, but that's not at all what I did to start this podcast. But yeah, Joe, how you how you been with everything going on? Just in 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 the town and life you know how's how's things going with football pretty good my i lost this weekend to you yeah to me in fantasy not by that much though a little bit of revenge yeah i just barely squeaked by i was very lucky i think because you had calvin ridley who didn't even play this week in your lineup zero points why didn't so why didn't he play i think he was hurt so he was never gonna play He's never so I could have seen that, but why didn't it tell me that? Why didn't the app tell me that? Because I had three players. I had two players on buy, yeah. and one that was injured, yeah, or something. So Anyways. you got to pay a lot, a very close attention, because sometimes right before the game start, they're like, "Hey, this guy's not going to be able to play," uh, and then you got to be on top of that. Oh, one o'clock so... is when the game start. Man. I know. For those of you that what know, am I doing at one o'clock on a Sunday? What am I? Guess what I'm doing? What are you doing? I'm having lunch with my in-laws. Well, listen. for the most part. That's important, but just take a quick bathroom break, man. I know. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Fantasy football's dumb. Yeah, it's I can't stupid. wait till it's over. I well, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It is. Joking. It is a dumb thing because no, it's good. I find myself getting too worked up about it, and then I, I take a step back. I'm like, this is so dumb. What is the? Who cares? You think that you're going to be less stressed once fantasy football is over? Once the football season is over? Once the football season is over? I'm hoping and so. Then, and then we go back to what? Top 10s? No, uh, no. You're kidding me with that. Not top 10s. We did top 5s. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing, but half. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I've thought about it. You know, it is a lot of work to put in. For those of you that don't know, this is not obviously not our full-time job. 
we both work 50 plus hours a week at our at our day jobs at the same job uh and then we have to find time to do this and i have to obviously find time to watch football watch film get all caught up and everything so it does definitely it's definitely a stressful thing as much as i enjoy it and i love it and i appreciate it and all you guys that are listening to this and support the podcast and share it with people i appreciate that a lot and i love doing the podcast but it definitely does add uh, a little bit of it's another thing you know there but it's definitely not a bad thing i quite enjoy it and who knows maybe i'll be just as stressed when football season is because <laughs> then we're gonna have nothing to talk about we have to go back to that again because it's like uh that's how it was during the off season during what football do- season now we talk about games going on whereas during the off season it was like what the heck am i going to talk about because top tens well in that so like okay so what's your what's that one football podcast that you really like the around the nfl podcast yeah what do they do oh well they so i think a lot of podcasts when football season's over they take breaks or whatever oh really uh yeah they well just for a little bit and then they you know there's a lot of off-season stuff to talk about we can talk about stuff and a lot of the stuff we talk about in the offseason might not even be football related because I enjoy doing that on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And we do have other things that we're planning uh, that, that are not football related. If, if you're into this, the banter that we do at the top of every show, if you're, into, if you're invested in the people that we are, the Joes that we are, uh, we, have, we, have, we have exciting things, I think, planned ahead. So uh, stay tuned. And, and if you do enjoy the podcast... Please uh, share it with a friend. You guys have no clue. It, and, uh, you know, I I've, I sit in your seat all the time and I listen to a lot of podcasts and they always tell me to share. And I'm like, oh, whatever. I ignore it. But you guys have no idea how much of an impact sharing the podcast really makes. If you share mm-hmm. it with one person, uh, that person shares it with one person, that person shares it with one person. It really makes a huge, huge impact. It can grow the podcast. And the more it grows, the more attention it gets uh the better it's gonna get because uh yeah because we uh you know that's that just... actually brings us to our next sponsor which is uh <laughs> whatsapp whatsapp so whatsapp your family whatsapp what? your friends in mexico and tell them about the average joe football show yeah and uh yeah thank you whatsapp is this is that a joke that's gonna carry with people that aren't from the culture that we come from what whatsapp whatsapp is that like a thing WhatsApp that everybody is knows huge. is it like a huge it's owned thing by, it's owned by facebook really yeah why as does well it as suck Instagram. as an app? Like, why does it suck so bad? Does it? I never use it. I don't use it either, but when I'm on it, it seems like it's such a low-quality piece of garbage app. Like, it doesn't work <laughs> good, even. Complain to Zucks. <laughs> Freaking Mr. Zucks, Zark. who's the one who contacted me about this sponsorship and this contract that he signed. <laughs> we now signed we're, talking, we're talking it down. With the richest, one of the richest men in the world, Mark Freaking Zuckerberg. Yeah. Signed a contract with him. Make your app better. I don't use WhatsApp either, because all my family using it, and I'm just constantly getting blown up all the time with the whatsapp messages but when i go on there it's like this app is so bad it feels like it's like an original iphone app like it just oh no you know when you record something a voice message if you let go it sends it, right away yeah it'll send right away how stupid is that that's so it's dumb not, listen it's not great no it's not great but was the first version of instagram great no well yeah but the first version of instagram probably came out in like 2008 this, this is, is so new joe yeah, but it's, they're updating. I don't know. WhatsApp is is weird. I, I I guess it's a good way to keep in contact with your family. And I do sometimes. It's like, oh, it's nice to see what my uh, family is doing. And I love my family. And I'm not, you know, putting down WhatsApp, but it's it's just a poorly made app. I think they could do better with a lot of things in oh, there. I'm actually getting a call. It sucks. <laughs> no, it's Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah. 
All right. Yes. Yeah, so wow, you didn't really know how to do a fake conversation for very long, did you? <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the games. All right. Uh, yes, we had a busy week. Uh, we Our contract can... is over, by the way. Uh, really? Yeah. He said that soon. He didn't. He knew we were talking about it. We're not even live. Okay. Listen. How many? How many devices That's have we got true. going here? Mark Zuckerberg can hear you at all times. Never my Google forget. Home Mini is in the kitchen right now. Oh my listen. god! Turn it off. <laughs> Honey, turn it off. <laughs> Honey, turn off the Google Mini. Turn everything off. We're doing a freaking podcast. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. Week 9 happened in the NFL season. We're going to talk football. Uh, like I said, if you're listening to this podcast and you support us every week, we really appreciate you. Uh, we love you. We'd, we'd love to give you a, a big old hug. But uh, because of social distancing not, rules, yeah, we're not say. allowed to. Uh, so instead of that, just share the podcast. Uh, share it with your friends. If your friends like football, if they don't like football, download it on their phone for them. Mm-hmm. We just need your downloads, people. That's all we need. Is that like a sports con? Sports con? Yeah, you know, like there's Comic Con. Like games? Like Comic Con? Like sports games. That's where sports fans <sighs> meet. <laughs> this is the second time in the first like 10 minutes of the show that I've been just like degraded and like shut down. And you know, I can just not edit this you're, you're making whole it, episode. You're making it too easy on me. Man. I know, but I mean like. Yeah. But the the games. That's yeah. Like, wow. So like, what do people? Okay, I'm just saying that no, we listen. need to go to like okay. a game and we need to get billboards that say the follow the yeah. average Joe football. One hundred percent. That would be great. How many people do you think? If we could ever go to games in real life again, that'd be awesome. That's why I was thinking like Comic Con. You can go and you yeah. can promote it. Yeah, like Comic Con, you could go and like, hey, I have a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. And listen to it. We could have a panel. Loser. And actually, I booked us a panel at the next Comic Con. <laughs> really? Yes. That's the audience we're looking for. Yeah. So we have to kind of readjust, talk about Is things it a little bit differently. It might have to be like Madden related. Madden. Yeah, because I'm sure a lot of Comic Con people play Madden. Yeah. No, oh. it's not. It's that's not Comic Con. That's more like like E3. E3. Yeah. Shoot. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to call them and tell them that. Shoot. So if you're if you're going to next year's this year's Comic Con, I uh, know it's not going to be in the next month and a half. So, yeah. I don't know when Comic Con is. It's in you San Diego, so idiot. it's warm there all wow, year. Wow, you dummy! It's warm in San Diego all year round. It's not going to be near Stupid. Christmas. Nothing you know where San Diego right even now. is? California. Yeah, exactly. It's a part of California, upper middle. Upper middle. Are you sure? Yep. Okay. So if you're going to Comic Con. In 2021, then we won't be there because no. we're gonna cancel gonna it because we don't have our Carol Facebook. We don't have our Facebook sponsorship anymore. Yeah, that's... Facebook was paying for us to go to Comic Con. <sighs> Dang it! And you ruined it. Yeah. Well, make your app better. But <laughs> whatever. Let's get into football before we record for another 53 minutes. Instead of the news today, usually we've been going into the news. Uh, there's not a whole lot of news. Some people are being put on COVID lists. But that's ah, just so boring. I don't want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. This is my podcast. I can cry if I want to. Yep. Um, we're going to do a little thing that we haven't done in a while. Joe, we're going we're gonna to do a little thing that is everybody's favorite favorite game show. Everybody's favorite game. Joe's getting is it, so happy. Is it what I think little, it is? It might. It just might be what you think it is. It's the latest edition of What Does... Joe, no! (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that don't know, what is What Does Joe Know? It is 
the single greatest game show and the only actually game o- show the only game show that is that um, in podcast form yeah so. yeah so it is the greatest one so uh, basically what it is as i've said so about 40 times in the past two sentences uh this, this is the average joe football show we talk about football and we are going to talk about football we're going to go through all the games that happened in week nine i'm going to go over some mid-season award stuff and then give you my week 10 picks like we usually do uh but I'm the guy who knows football on this podcast. Uh, I'm usually the guy that's talking football. Uh, Joe, however, despite being great at many, many things, Joe, and you, and you really are great at many things. You edit the podcast. He just put the music in for this segment here. He made all the <laughs> I'm not music. Gonna the music this He's time. just gonna be no music, <laughs> jerk. Uh, every every music bite, sound bite thing that you hear in this podcast, except for the news thing, uh, is made by Joe. Uh, which is, you know, you're great at that. You're a great friend, great Joe. brother, a great you. husband. But you suck at football. Yeah. No, you, I don't suck at football. You watch your mouth. Yeah, okay. You're probably pretty... I don't know a lot about you football. You suck at knowing football. Yeah. He doesn't really know football all that well. So what do we do? We test his knowledge uh, as he's learning through this whole podcast uh, from me and from the community and from the NFL in general. He's learning new things every week. And this week... Uh, we're going to test his knowledge further. And the only rule, like we talk about every time, the only rule for this game show is it has to be, I ask him one question, and if he gets it right, he wins the podcast. Uh, And the only rule for this question is it has to be something that I, at the top of my dome, without looking up, can know 100% what the answer is. Uh, So, Which is also degrading. Yeah, well, listen. (laughs) Who's counting? Get good, man. Get good. Uh, this is a fantasy football edition of oh, What Does Joe huh. Know. It's good. I think that you're going to kill it this week. I made it an easy one because we haven't done it. Don't look up. Don't go on your fantasy football app because you'll ruin the question. <laughs> I'm actually looking at my chakras. <laughs> oh, good. He's looking. What is it? Okay. I think I'm the, I think I'm the solar plexus. Mm, okay. Solar plexus. All right. Yeah. So basically, this week's question, Joe, you have... On your bench in fantasy football, this is your team. You have, hang on, let me count it at one, oh two, goodness, three, four, five, six, seven. You have set, currently seven players on your bench. Are you going to ask me who's on my bench? You have seven not? players oh. on your bench. I have in front of me eight names of football players currently residing in the National Football League. Oh, dear. One of them is not on your bench. One of them, in fact, is on my bench. And I know who it is. And you know who it is. I know. This is how I know. Do I know your exact bench off by heart? Absolutely not. But I know that this one player is on my team. So I'm going to give you... But you did look at my thing to see who's on my bench. Yeah. So seven of these are on my bench. One of them is not. Yeah. One, yeah. Seven are on your bench. One of them is not. Okay. And I feel like, you know, some of these will be easy because they're names that you know. But I'm curious to see how... Like, how are you feeling before I give you the name? Kind of like, cheeky, to be honest. Kind of cheeky. You feeling confident? Yeah. Yeah? All right. Uh, why don't we start things off uh, with a couple of... One One is a Patriot. One's a former Patriot. First up, Rob Gronkowski. And wait to wait to answer until the questions are... Until the question's totally done. <laughs> okay. Can I ring in my... Oh. Ring in your answer? Not yet. Okay. So you have to tell me the one that's not on your bench. Yeah. Rob Gronkowski. Julian Edelman. Okay. Brandon Ayuk, Tyler Boyd, Mitch Urbisky, our boy, Mitch Urbisky, mm, yeah. Preston Williams, CeeDee Lamb, 
and TJ Hawkinson. You want me to read those one more time, Joe? I, I think, think you you need me to read those one more time. I think so, but I yeah yeah. I I, I feel like you're gonna do this one. I yeah. feel like you are. Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman, Brandon Ayuk, Tyler Boyd, Mitchell Bisky, Preston Williams, C.D. Lamb, and T.J. Hawkinson. So one of these eight names is not currently, as we squeak, on your fantasy football bench. Oh dear. How are you feeling, Joe? Good, actually. I yeah. think I think I have it. You think you have it? Would yeah, you? Yeah, but I to... forget his name. Okay. All right. I'll read. I'll read. Oh the... no, I got it. I'll read the. Okay. I got it. All right. Here we go. The uh, final answer is, what is Brandon Ayuk? Brandon Ayuk. That is absolutely correct, yes. Joe. You did it. You won the podcast. I can't believe Unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. Did you know from the beginning? I, I think so. I think so because here's the thing. I was actually as yeah. I, I was thinking. Julian Edelman, because I feel like I dropped him. Yeah, but I did not. Wouldn't wouldn't be a bad idea, because he hasn't been playing well. But uh, what's my bench? What does it matter? Well, okay, but you can just add a better player onto your bench. But he's not giving me points. (laughs) Sure. Okay, you're right. I'm wrong. (laughs) Yes, but you got it. It's like no, no, I understand. You you, you know, they can't see that on the podcast what you're doing with your hands. But uh, uh, yeah. You did it, man. And a lot of people who maybe are listening to the podcast for the first time are saying, how is it impressive to know which player is not on your fantasy f- football bench? Joe, why don't you tell them why it's impressive? I wish I could. <laughs> there was a very pregnant pause. Uh, but you Don't d- say that. I was worried there for a second. I, I, when, I, when I first made this question, I was like, Joe's going to get it 100%. There's no way. But then as I was reading the names, you did not look sure of yourself. Yeah, well, I had to think for I had to think for a minute, but then I realized that mm. the most out of place name, not out of place, mm. I mean the most different sounding name, Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, and he's currently on my bench right now. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, I didn't think. Yeah, no. So that that that's well, that, pretty it was much just the Julian only Edelman theory. and him are the ones that you were. Yeah, that about. I was like, oh. I figured maybe Tyler Boyd would slip you up. No, I I drafted. I picked him up recently. I think, oh, nice. More recently. Nice. So yeah, Joe. Congratulations, man! Woo, feels good. I, good. I like being a winner. Well, it's know? definitely good to win, uh, even if you're not really winning anything. We just don't have a reward. Speaking of winning, I'm now two locks behind. Yeah. As far as punishment goes, mm-hmm. uh, so I have to come up with two punishment. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, I do a lock of the week every week, and I try to make it a risky lock where it's like not a guarantee, but it's like I'm locking it up. And if I get that wrong, uh, I have to do a punishment. And so far I've done, I've eaten a raw egg and I've done an ice bath. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since then, <laughs> I've gotten two locks wrong. This last week, I locked up the Seattle Seahawks versus the Buffalo Bills. Did not go well. Uh, they lost. <laughs> and the, a couple, I, what was my other lock that I got wrong? Oh, it was the, the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Denver Broncos the week before. Uh, Los Angeles had a huge lead, blew it. Uh, and so I'm two locks behind. So if you have any ideas for punishments, please, please feel free to family, friends, family, friends, everybody that's listening to the podcast, give us recommendations. We are running out of ideas. <laughs> and frankly, I don't want to do them anymore, but I, I'm committed to it. So if, if you have any punishments, please hit me up. I will do them. And before we get into all the week nine games, uh, I want to give a quick shout out to the mic'd up podcast. As I forgot to give them a shout out again, uh, shout out to the mic'd up podcast. Uh, if you like this podcast, if you like sports podcasts, if you like 
uh, fun podcast with fun guys. Um, the Mike Top Podcast with Billy, Nick, and Mike. Check them out on Apple Podcasts. Uh, basically, you know, wherever podcasts are found, I think. Uh, follow them on on Instagram also. Uh, great group of guys. They talk about all sports, not just football. They talk about golf. They talk about baseball. They talk about football, as we mentioned. They talk about basketball. It's a fun conversation between some friends. I enjoy it every week. I listen every week. Uh, and make sure you listen to that podcast. And after you're done that, or even before you're done that, make sure you download this podcast. Download every Thursday for new episodes. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore average Joe show. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Uh, engage. And like I said, follow. Uh, not, no, not follow, but share with your friends if you enjoy the podcast. But without further ado, why don't we just jump into every single game from week nine of the 2020 NFL season. First up, this week we had, on Thursday Night Football, the Green Bay Packers going to San Francisco and playing this... Do you have something to say? No, I was going to lead into it. Oh. Did they win or lose? The San Francisco... Uh, why? Did the, well, the Packers win or lose? <laughs> the Packers won. They beat the San Francisco 49ers 34-17. to Why? I was going to say, more like Green Bay Slackers. Oh, because <laughs> you were hoping they would have lost. Yes. All that interrupting the podcast just for that. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Idiot. Oh, my goodness, Joe. Uh, we love you. I love you. Don't worry. Okay. You've given you a hard time on this podcast, but you're you're an integral part of this podcast. Please don't quit on me now. Uh, but the Green Bay Packers certainly did not quit uh, on Thursday night football. Uh, like I said, they beat the San Francisco 49ers, who are just struggling about as much as you can with injuries right now. They don't have their starting quarterback. They don't have a bunch of their starting defensive line. They don't have their starting running back. I don't have their starting tight end. I don't have two of their starting wide receivers. So it's about as bad as it can be injury-wise for the San Francisco 49ers. And it showed uh, early on in this game. The game was never really close. Uh, the Green Bay Packers ran away with it. Aaron Rodgers was 25 for 31, 305 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Uh, he's, he's keeping his name out there in the MVP race. We'll talk about that later on as I give my midseason awards uh, for the 2020 NFL season as we're now just over halfway done the 2020 NFL season. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers played phenomenal. Devontae Adams played phenomenally at 10 receptions, 173 yards, and a touchdown. Little Nicky Mullins, 22 for 35, 291 yards, one touchdown, one interception. And Richie James, which is a cool name. Richie James, that's a cool mm. name. Uh, nine receptions, 185 yards, and a touchdown from a guy that most people have never even heard of. Like I said, uh, this game was never really in question. Uh, with all the San Francisco 49ers injuries, they didn't have much of a chance uh, coming in and, and playing, I think, a very motivated Green Bay team uh, as they dropped the game to Minnesota. They came in motivated, and it showed. It was a good win for the Packers. Uh, I was hard on them last week after they lost to the Vikings uh, because uh, I didn't. Th I, I think that they, you know, they, they dropped a game that they maybe shouldn't have dropped. Uh, and it's good to see them just pick up a win where they should win. Uh, so it was good, good win, and Rod, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are awesome. They're one of the best duos in the NFL, uh, and yeah, they're just fun to watch. 
And then moving on to the next game, and this was my lock of the week, like I talked about. Uh, I've, you know, everybody wants to say I'm a Bills hater, uh, and I've given them, you know, enough credit, I feel like, this season. And they struggled the last few weeks uh, going into this this week. They, they, they really had struggled. Uh, despite winning some of these games, they did not play their best football. Uh, so I locked up the Seahawks, who I thought were playing better football going into this week. I locked them in, uh, locked them up over the Buffalo Bills, uh, and that backfired as the Bills walk away with a 44 to 30, 34 victory over the Seattle Seahawks. Josh Allen was phenomenal in this game again. He, uh, the Seahawks really made it easy on him. He was 31 for 38, 415 uh, yards, three touchdowns. He also had one rushing touchdown. Uh, Stephon Diggs was awesome again. Uh, Josh Allen outdueled Russell Wilson, who's really the MVP favorite uh, to this point. You can argue even jo- that Josh Allen should maybe be in that conversation despite struggling a little bit the last couple weeks. He played amazing in this game again. This was a, uh, a game that really the Bills dominated early on. I thought the Seahawks defense was, was bad, and they've been bad all season long. They've been a really, really bad defense despite having uh, Jamal Adams in there. Uh, and, and there are some players, Bobby Wagner, uh, they brought in Carlos Dunlop, who, who played well in this game. But I thought their their, their scheme, their their uh, game plan going into this game was weird. A very confusing game plan. They blitzed on almost every single play, and it was zero blitzes. Uh, it was no, no safeties uh, deep. They were just sending everybody and leaving guys in man coverage, which a lot of people, I feel like, in this Seattle uh, defense struggle with. We see Jamal Adams, he's... For as good a safety as he is, uh, he his coverage skills are not the best part of his game. And we saw him get burned by people like Stephon Diggs a couple times in this game. He really get embarrassed at times. Uh, and, and it made it things really, really easy on Josh Allen, who found, had w- wide open receivers all over the field. He he did get pressured. He did get sacked a few times. But uh, he, he looked very comfortable. And Russell Wilson did not look very comfortable. He was under a lot of pressure in this game. Uh, he, he had three turnovers. He had two interceptions. Uh, two touchdowns. He also had a rushing touchdown. He also had a fumble uh, lost. And like I said, the main story from this game is how bad uh, Seattle defense was. And this was a really good statement win by the Buffalo Bills, shutting me up uh, and just just winning a game that really put them on the map. Uh, and then moving on, we we're gonna go through a couple of less intriguing games. First of all, we had the Texans at the Jaguars, the AFC South Divisional matchup. Uh, the Texans walk away with a 27-25 to victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Deshaun Watson played well again, uh, 19 for 32, 281 yards, two touchdowns, and he also had 10 rushes for 50 yards. Will Fuller played awesome after not being traded to the Green Bay Packers. He had five receptions, 100 yards, and a touchdown. Jake Luton, who's somebody you've probably never heard of, uh, if you're not a, a hardcore fan of the NFL, uh, he got the start in this game for Gardner Minshew, who was hurt. Uh, Jake Luton is a seventh-round draft pick, a seventh-round rookie. He played surprisingly well in this game, 26 for 38, 304 yards, a touchdown and an interception. DJ Chark had a big game. Uh, this was an interesting game uh, if, if you're into these two teams. Uh, I don't think either team is really going anywhere. Uh, Jaguars now sit at 1-7. and seven. The Texans are now at 2-6. and six. Uh, this was just a, a a kind of a must win for the Texans. The only team that they've been able to beat so far this year is the Jaguars. They've swept the season series. Uh, Deshaun Watson is awesome, but the rest of that team is not. And then on the next game, we had another uh, divisional matchup, and this is the worst division in football. 
the NFC East, who we can't talk enough about. Uh, the Giants walk away with the 23-20 victory over the Washington football team. Kyle Allen in this game started for the Washington football team, had a brutal leg injury. Every single quarterback that plays for the Washington football team is in danger of losing their leg. Uh, and, and the guy that replaced him in this game, Alex Smith, was coming off of a hair, horrific, horrific uh, leg injury himself. Uh, he ended up playing okay. A lot of garbage time uh, stats, but he was 24 for 32, 325 yards, a touchdown. He had three interceptions, which is obviously not good. Uh, Daniel Jones played fine, uh, just enough to win the game. The NFC East is still bad. Uh, and both of these teams, I think, are likely going to be looking for quarterbacks after the season. Uh, Daniel Jones has done very little to impress me this year, uh, impress really anybody this year. And I think the Giants and the Washington football team will both be looking for quarterbacks, whether it be uh, in free agency or in the draft, the loaded quarterback class this year. I think both these teams are going to be looking for quarterbacks. And then we move on to the Bears at the, t- at the Titans uh, and the Titans walk away with a 24-17 victory. Ryan Tannehill was 10 for 21, 158 yards, two touchdowns. And then A.J. Brown had another big day, four receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Nick Foles had a ton of stats in garbage time. He ended with 335 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. But for the most part, this Bears offense is brutal, bad to watch, not good. Yeah, tell them, Joe. Tell them. It's because they need some bisky. Yeah, they need some bisky. Absolutely, they need some bisky. It's like, you know, you benched him. He was 3-0, and and now look at you. You're 5-4. and 5-4 and under Nick Foles. Mitch Trubisky, it's time to give him another shot, man. It cannot possibly be worse. Because he, most... he only, like, blew one game, right? He, yeah. And then they ended up winning that game as well, right? Yeah, he, he, so he was, he was benched. Uh... So he was, I guess, technically, I think he was benched after his third game. Or during his third game. They were losing. Yeah. And then Nick Foles came in. They won the game. Yeah. So then he was benched the next week. Nick Foles was playing. And since then, they've... they've So they were 3-0, and now they're 5-4. and four. So they've gone 2-4 and four since since Mitch Trubisky's benching. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that we put a hex on them or, or something like that, but it certainly doesn't look good for them right now. I mean, just... Give the man another shot. What is Nick Foles even doing for you right now? Not a whole lot. Let's get Mitcher back on the field. But uh, the Titans, maybe we should talk about them. They won this game. Uh, good job on the Titans. Desmond King, who they just traded for, we talked about on last week's episode. He had a 63-yard fumble return for a touchdown. Uh, always nice to have a guy that you just traded for make a huge impact in the game. Uh, and that was that was incredible sight for Titans fans, I'm sure. Uh, what was not an incredible sight was the terrible Bears offense, uh, but a good win for the Titans as they move to Thursday night football this week against the Colts, and we'll get into that later on in the show. Then we move on to the next game, another divisional matchup, the Vikings at the Lions. The Vikings, after having a brutal start, are now 3-5 and five and really in prime position to, to compete for a potential playoff spot, which seems insane. It seemed like this team was kind of giving up on the season uh, but they could walk away with a 34-20 victory over the Detroit Lions. And Dalvin Cook continues to cook. He had 22 carries, 206 yards, two touchdowns, added 46 yards in the air. Uh, I mean, he was just everywhere. He is this Vikings offense right now. Uh, the Detroit Lions could not do a whole lot offensively. Uh, Matthew Stafford left the game, uh, but not before throwing two brutal interceptions. Detroit was really helped by two blocked punts in this game, which is 
bizarre. But like I said, Dalvin Cook is this Minnesota Vikings offense. He is the the cog that makes the machine go for them right now. Uh, Kirk Cousins is not being asked to do a whole lot, uh, and and that's really benefiting this team. And and the the Minnesota Vikings, like I said, they they could quietly sneak into a wild card spot because their next four games on their schedule are against Chicago, who we just talked about, Dallas, Carolina, and Jacksonville. None of those teams, except for Chicago, have a winning record currently. So they could win potentially four games in a row and be sitting at 7-5 and five when they were, I believe, 0-5. Uh, so that's an incredible turnaround by the Vikings uh, and an incredible game for Dalvin Cook. And then moving on to the next game, it was the Ravens at the Colts. And the Ravens walk away with a 24-10 victory despite a slow start for Lamar Jackson in the offense. It was a very... Very slow start. Uh, the, the Ravens offense had 56 yards uh, in the first half before getting something going in the second half. Lamar Jackson finished 19 for 23, 170 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. He did have 58 yards on the ground. He did have a rushing touchdown. Phillip Rivers was 25 for 43, 227 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. And this was very much a defensive game. Two of the two very, very good defenses uh, full of talent. Uh, and, and Lamar Jackson did just enough to, to pull out a victory. And the Ravens, I think the better team, comes away with a victory. Uh, they're now 6-2. and two. The Colts, 5-3. and three. They play like we talked about uh, on Thursday Night Football this week. And Lamar Jackson, uh, he hasn't been passing the ball well this season whatsoever. I mean, if you look at his stats this season, he had 170 yards uh, in this game. He had 208 yards last week, 186 yards, then 180, 193, 97 and then 204 and 275. So he has not yet thrown for 300 yards this season. Uh, and he, as a passer, it's seeming like he's almost digressed this season. And I think if if the Ravens really want to take that next step, Lamar is going to have to take that next step as a passer. Uh, but a good win for the Ravens. Uh, but you'd certainly like to see Lamar Jackson improve a little bit in that regard. And then the next game is the Broncos at the Falcons. And the Falcons walk away with a 34-27 to victory. Matt Ryan... Played well again, 25 for 35, 285 yards, three touchdowns, an interception. Uh, Drew Locke actually played pretty well. Uh, they started off slow, kind of like we talked about with the Ravens offense. Started off slow, but ended 313 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. He also had 47 yards on the ground and a touchdown uh, rushing. Jerry Judy, the rookie wide receiver, played great in this game. He's a real talent. Uh, just like we all thought he would be, seven receptions, 125 yards, and a touchdown. And like I said, the Denver offense just woke up too late in this game. Uh, they trailed 27 to six at one point, uh, and then ended up coming back, but didn't have quite enough. They have a really bright future. This offense for the Broncos is really fun. A lot of ton, uh, a, a lot of ton, a ton of really fun um, players. KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, uh, uh, Drew Locke at times looks really good. Uh, but the Falcons defense, uh, they, they've improved quite a bit under Raheem Morris. Uh, they moved to 3-6 and six now. They've played a lot better football since Dan Quinn's been fired. Uh, and they pick up a win here in Week 9. And then on to the next game. And this was a really fun game. It was the Panthers at the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs walk away with a narrow 33-31 to victory over the Carolina Panthers. Patrick Mahomes finishes 30-45, for 45, 372 yards, 4 touchdowns again. Uh, no interceptions. He's played so good this season. He is somehow a dark horse MVP candidate. Everybody's talking about Russell Wilson, and obviously Russell Wilson's been amazing. But Patrick Mahomes has 
uh, 25 touchdowns on the season to one interception. He's playing otherworldly like he usually does. Uh, but for the Carolina Panthers, it was Christian McCaffrey's first game back, and they did not mess around. They got him involved big time. He had 69 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Then you added another touchdown receiving for 82 yards receiving as well. So they got him involved, and he got injured again in this game, which is devastating uh, for the Carolina Panthers. But this team continues to be fun, uh, a fun, scrappy team. They're not maybe as talented Obviously not as talented as a Chiefs team that they were facing, but the Carolina Panthers are fun week in and week out, uh, and they showed that again this week. They have players all over all over the team. Curtis Samuel's becoming a big part uh, of that offense, and this is a really fun game late. It looked like the Chiefs were kind of running away with it, and then Teddy Bridgewater just willed this team back into the game, uh, and Joey Sly had a chance to, to win the game on a 67-yard field goal, which would have been the longest field goal in the history of the NFL but he shanked it right. Uh, but this was a fun game. Fun game between two really fun teams. Uh, one with a really bright future and one that is really bright right now. And then on to the next game. It was the undefeated Steelers going into Dallas and playing the Dallas Cowboys and nearly, nearly getting embarrassed uh, there in Dallas. They walk away with a 24-19 to victory over the, the mess of a, a team that the Dallas Cowboys is. Uh, the Steelers got off to a very, very slow start, and it looked like they were, like I said, going to be embarrassed by a Dallas Cowboys team that has looked lost at sea at times. Garrett Gilbert uh, got his very first start for the Dallas Cowboys. He actually played pretty well early on. He was 21 for 38, 243 yards, touchdown and interception. Big Ben got hurt in this game. It looked like a brutal injury. He ends up coming back, playing probably better when he was injured for some reason. He's, he's, he's tough. Uh, but he, he, he was finished 29 for 42, 306 yards, three touchdowns. Juju Smith-Schuster finally had a big game, 93 yards and a touchdown. Uh, CeeDee Lamb played well. But like I said, the Steelers nearly dropped this game. And, and I wouldn't be too terribly concerned if I'm a Steelers fan or, or worried about the Steelers. They do this all the time. This is how they've been under Mike Tomlin. They're good year in and year out. Uh, they're playoff team year in and year out. But every, every once in a while, they, they, they blow a game. Uh, and they didn't lose this game, which is good. It's encouraging. But they, they go into a game and, and that they have no business losing, and, and they do not show up. So it's good to walk away with a victory this time. But it seems like every year the Steelers have a game like this where they, they drop a game they should have won, and they get embarrassed by a team they shouldn't get embarrassed by. But they, they walk away with, with a victory just narrowly against a weird Dallas Cowboys team. Then moving on to the next game, and it was the Raiders at the Chargers. And this was a game that, once again, the Chargers just found a way to lose. They had a, a lead in this game, uh, and they lost. They, they, they were so close. Justin Herbert had two chances throwing in the end zone to win the game. And originally, it looked like he had won the game, uh, but it got overturned. I believe he threw to Donald Parham, if that's his name, maybe Parham. Uh, for what looked like the game-winning touchdown, ended up being called back, and the Chargers find another way uh, to lose a game. 31-26 to victory for the Las Vegas Raiders, who have been pretty good. I mean, they're, they're a team that just is there week in and week out, and I think they're going to be competing for a wild-card spot uh, late in the season. Uh, the Chargers, like I said, devastating loss for them, but a good win uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. 
as they continue to just to just pick up solid wins against teams that they should win against. Uh, Justin Herbert played great again, 28 for 42, 326 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. He's been great this season. He's he's played well enough to win games, but it's just been it's been weird with the Chargers, and it always is weird with the Chargers. They always find a way to to lose games in in the craziest of fashions, and that was no different this week. And now moving on to my personal favorite game of the week, and wow, this this was a good game. This was a really good game. It was the Miami Dolphins going into Arizona and playing the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals, and this was Tua Tungovailoa versus Kyler Murray in a rematch uh, of when they played in college in the in the college football semifinal and. Man, was this a fun game. Whether you're a Dolphins fan, Cardinals fan, or just indifferent to either of the teams, this was a fun game to watch. This was back and forth between two budding superstars, I think, at the quarterback position. Uh, Last week, I was a little disappointed. didn't get to talk too much about Tua because he just didn't get much of a chance uh, to do much in that game against the Rams. But, man, did he look good in this game. And it was... It's encouraging. It re- it really is because as a Dolphins fan, I haven't had much. Uh, Dolphins fan in general, we haven't had much to root for. And in thinking, you know, racking my brain, this might be the biggest win the Dolphins have had in maybe my entire time being a Dolphins fan, which is crazy because they've been to the playoffs a couple times. Uh, but it was just such a big, uplifting win, and now you have all the talking heads in in sports media and everybody giving them the credit. Uh, that that they maybe already deserved. Uh, the Dolphins are a good team. They're a balanced team. Their defense is crazy. Emmanuel Ogba is is one of the best free agent pickups uh, in general. He has seven sacks on the season. He's just constantly wreaking havoc. Had another forced fumble early in this game. Dolphins brought back for a touchdown. Him and Shaq Lawson have been great. And like I said, Tua played so good in this game. It's the best I've ever seen a Dolphins quarterback play, honestly, which is sad. But he was making throws. He had a couple rookie mistakes. He had a throw that it was supposed to be a throwaway, and it looked like an interception. Ended up being overturned. He finished 20 for 28, 248 yards, two touchdowns, uh, no interceptions. He had 35 yards on seven carries. And man, did he, I mean, he just looked good. He was making so many crisp throws, great decision-making. Uh, other than, you know, like I talked about with that with that almost interception, he just, he, he He's making phenomenal throws on the run. Uh, his throw to Mac Hollins that put the Dolphins up late uh, was was a gorgeous back shoulder throw. Uh, Mac Hollins makes a great grab. And, and Tua just looked good. It was good to see him running around, uh, not being afraid to get hit and using his athleticism. It was just so encouraging. Kyler Murray, we can't forget to talk about him. He was insane in this game. And he is just so good. So good. Uh, he was 21 for 26, 283 yards, three touchdowns through the air, added one touchdown on the ground, 106 yards rushing. He was just so good in this game. Uh, and like I said, a really fun matchup between two quarterbacks that I think are, are future superstars, if not already, in Kyler Murray's case, superstars. Uh, and yeah, this was just an encouraging game for Dolphins fans. Uh, and you finally have something to look forward to. Uh, and Kyler Murray's awesome. Tua's awesome. And fun fact, this is the first time, this is insane, the first time in NFL history, two quarterbacks wearing the number one on their jersey went head-to-head. First time ever. 
in the history of football. That's crazy. That seems almost unrealistic. And maybe it is. Maybe I got my facts from a wrong source. But that is that is another interesting part of this game. Dolphins now on a four-game win streak. Cardinals still, they both sit at five and three right now. So they're both in great position. Uh, but yeah, fun game and a fun week for me. It was a fun week to see Tua play well. Moving on to the final two games. Uh, first, we have the Saints at the Buccaneers. And this was a, wow, this was a doozy. Uh, this was supposed to be the game of the week. Uh, two division rivals, two teams uh, playing well. I picked the Bucks in this game, and they disappointed. This was not even close. The Saints absolutely took it to the Buccaneers, winning 38 to three. They were up 31 to nothing at the half. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, despite Antonio Brown playing his first game uh, with the Buccaneers, they looked lost in this game. Uh, Drew Brees was back to his old self, going 26 for 32, 222 yards, four touchdowns, uh, no interceptions. And Tom Brady, he was he was bad in this game. He was pressured a lot all the time and just made some terrible throws. He had three interceptions to no touchdowns in this game. And some of the interceptions were rough, like really bad. Not things you expect from Tom Brady. And like I said, a complete domination by the New Orleans Saints who who sweep the season series against the Buccaneers, and that's huge. It really looked like the Buccaneers uh, were trending in the direction of taking this division and being the, one of the best teams in the NFC. So to see them uh, lose this badly to the New Orleans Saints is is a huge for the Saints. Uh, they they're now take kind of a stronghold uh, of the first place in the division. Uh, and obviously with that season series sweep, that's going to help later on in the season. But a big win... And I'm I just not sure who the Buccaneers are right now. Because some weeks they look like the best team in football. They look like a Super Bowl champ. And some weeks they look like a chump like they did this week. They don't look good at all. And it's 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 tough, you know, as a fan of a team, which I'm not. But I, there are Buccaneers fans out there, obviously. Uh, when you can, when you go into games and you genuinely, genuinely have no idea what to expect. And uh, that's how it's been kind of with this Buccaneers team. They've, they've had really impressive wins against teams like Green Bay. Uh, and then they've had disappointing losses to like Chicago. Obviously this game, they played a good team, but just the way that they lost is just so disappointing. And they did not play well against the Giants, who are not a good team. So the Bucks need to find their identity uh, and, and figure out whether they're good or not, honestly. And then on to the final game of Week 9. It was the Patriots visiting MetLife Stadium. Uh, a rough, rough Monday night game. Uh, it was the two and five going into this game. Two and five Patriots going against the zero and eight Jets, and the Jets led for most of this game. And I was getting excited because I thought it would be so funny uh, for the New England Patriots to lose this game to the Jets, who hadn't won a game all season. But the Patriots find a way, or the Jets find a way to lose this game, uh, despite Joe Flacco playing fine. He played pretty well in this game. Uh, he had three touchdowns. He had a brutal interception that really allowed Cam Newton and and the Patriots to march back uh, down the field, tie up the game, and then eventually kick a game-winning field goal uh, to, to defeat uh, the, the New York Jets on Monday Night Football. The Jets are now 0-9. Uh, the Patriots keep their, their playoff hopes somewhat alive at 3-5. and I didn't see much from either of these teams that would make me think that uh, they're worth watching. I, I, despite winning, I don't think I think more highly of the New England Patriots, I might think less of them. Cam Newton missed on some really, like, missed wildly on some throws in this game. Uh, he had a couple throws that he really should have made. 
Uh, he's just not very good as a passer right now. I and mean, if the receiver's not open, which Jacoby Myers was a lot in this game, he had 169 yards receiving. Uh, if the receiver's not wide open, Cam is going to struggle to get them uh, the football. Uh, and he, he's he's just more of a, of a of a big running back at this point. Uh, and the Patriots, it's crazy to see how far they've fallen. Uh, they're sitting at three and five right now. Who knows? Maybe they can turn it around. And, and still be a playoff contender, but I would not bet on it right now. They're they're a bad team right now, honestly, and that's crazy to say with a New England Patriots team. But they're just they're not a good team, uh, and they nearly lost to the worst team in football. So that kind of wraps up the Week Nine ga- uh, recap, Week Nine games uh, of the 2020 NFL season, and I will move on to the mid-season awards for the 2020 NFL season. So before the season started. I gave my predictions as to who would win all the awards. Uh, obviously, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, stuff like that. Uh, I gave my predictions. So we're going to go back and look at my predictions, compare them to what I think now uh, and what's going on in the NFL now. And first up, why don't we start with Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, and if I had to give it to one person now halfway through the season, I think it would be Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald has been... Really good. I mean, he's he's been as advertised, like usual. He's got nine sacks this season, which is number one in the NFL at the interior defensive line position. Crazy. He's got three forced fumbles, which is second best, tied for second best. 22 pe- pressures, which is sixth best, again, from the interior defensive line. He's been, like I said, as advertised. He's a disruptor. He's the most dominant force in the NFL at his respective position and he deserves to win another Defensive Player of the Year so far this season. Uh, halfway through the season, he's looked like the Defensive Player of the Year. There are some other candidates that you could throw in. Miles Garrett, for sure, has played really well. He's also got nine sacks on the season. He's been great. Uh, and then TJ Watt, the guy that I predicted at the beginning of the season to be Defensive Player of the Year, he could also very much be considered uh, at this point to be Defensive Player of the Year. So give myself a little pat on the back for that prediction that looks pretty good right now uh but yeah tj watt could potentially win it. miles garrett could potentially win but right now if i had to pick one right now which i don't but i'm gonna do it anyways uh aaron donald as defensive player of the year and then we move on to comeback player of the year and my predicted uh before the season started that alex smith would win comeback player of the year and that has not changed you can talk about big ben coming off the injury you can talk about gronkowski coming out of retirement but to me, uh, despite Alex Smith not playing all that well, he is now named a starter there in Washington, so he'll have a chance to to improve on his stats. Despite him not playing amazing, the fact that he can even play football again, I think makes him a guaranteed comeback player of the year. And if you disagree, I think you need to watch the documentary uh, about him and see, I think the guy had something like 17 surgeries on his leg and almost died so he absolutely, the fact that he's even able to go out and play football, I think it makes it automatic uh, that, that he is the comeback player of the year, especially now that he's starting games. Uh, it's just crazy that he's even out there. So he absolutely deserves comeback player of the year. And then we move on to the rookies. Defensive rookie of the year. Before the season, I said Chase Young was my pick. And to me, that hasn't changed much. I still think Chase Young uh, is the pick at this point. He's been injured a couple uh, games, but he still has three and a half sacks, a forced fumble, and he's overall been quite disruptive uh, as a as an edge rusher in general. There are a couple other names you could consider. Antoine Winfield in Tampa Bay's played well. 
Uh, you know, there's there's players out there that have played well, uh, but to me, Chase Young is still the defensive player or defensive rookie of the year so far uh, for the rookies. And then we move on to the offensive player of the year. And before the season starts, I gave this to Joe Burrow, uh, and that's not a bad prediction. Joe Burrow's looked uh, pretty good this season, but to me, I got to give it to a different young quarterback, uh, and that is Tua. T- I'm just kidding. It's not Tua Tungabailo. He's only played uh, two games so far. I can't give it to him as much as I would love to as a biased Miami Dolphins fan. Uh, Justin Herbert right now to me is the offensive rookie of half of the year. Uh, if you look at their stats, Joe Burrow's played eight games. Justin Herbert's played seven. Joe Burrow has more yards passing. Uh, he also has a better record. But when you look at everything else, Herbert shines. I mean, Herbert has a better yards per attempt at 8 yards per attempt, whereas Joe Burrow has 6.9. Justin Herbert has 17 touchdowns in one last game uh, to Burrow's 11 touchdowns, uh, 5 interceptions for both. And yards per game, Herbert has 306, which is crazy. Uh, and Joe Burrow has 285 yards. And to me, Justin Herbert has been crazy good this year. I honestly am as shocked as anybody uh, that 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 Justin Herbert has been as good as he has been this season. I knew Joe Burrow would be good I, I, going into the season. I had a feeling he would be good. Even he has been uh, better than I think a lot of people expected. But Justin Herbert has really blown people out of the water. Despite not winning many games, he's been uh, great. I mean, the guy, he does not look like a rookie. He does not look uncomfortable. The stage is not too big for him. He's played amazing. Uh, and hopefully, you know, down the line, the Dolphins don't regret not picking him because right now he is absolutely the best rookie player uh, in the NFL. And he's playing a lot better uh, than a lot of uh, veteran quarterbacks in the NFL. So Justin Herbert's been awesome this year. Joe, Joe Burrow's been awesome too. As much as I would like to give this award to a fellow Joe, I got to give it to Justin Herbert uh, for Offensive Rookie of the Year. And then moving on to Offensive Player of the Year. And before the season started, I gave it to Christian McCaffrey. And obviously he got hurt. He has not been able to play much this year. So he he is definitely not the Offensive Player of the Year to this point. But if I had to give it to somebody right now, it would definitely be another running back. And that's Alvin Kamara. He has been the lifeblood of that New Orleans Saints uh, offense. We talked about how they haven't been totally consistent this year. They've been on and off. They haven't been uh, this elite team that we're used to. Uh, But one thing that's been consistent week in and week out, as I can attest to because he's on my fantasy team, is Alvin Kamara. He's got 96 rushes on on the year for 471 yards, five touchdowns. And he's got more receiving yards than he has rushing yards with 565 yards and three touchdowns. He's got a lot more receiving yards than even some of the top level receivers in the NFL. I mean, he is just an all-purpose back. Uh, he is uh, an offensive weapon like we haven't seen uh, in the NFL really before. Uh, he, he is awesome. We saw Bruce Arians say that he's he's better than Marshall Falk, which is really high praise. But he is he's just amazing. Uh, and there are other guys you can consider so far for awesome Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, guys like that, Devontae Adams has been good, DeAndre Hopkins has been awesome, Kyler Murray, guys like that. But to me, nobody has been as uh, much of an offensive weapon as Alvin Kamara has been so far this season. Moving on to the coach of the year, and this is my worst prediction by far. Before the season started, I said Mike McCarthy, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, would win 
coach of the year. Everybody knows how unbelievably high I was on the Cowboys going into the season. And it's crazy that I picked him to win coach of the year uh, because I thought the Cowboys would be good. I didn't think that, you know, Mike McCarthy technically uh, speaking is a great coach. I wouldn't put him up there <clears throat> with the Andy Reeds, with the, you know, Bill Belichick's guys like that. But I just figured the Cowboys would be good. Uh, and now there's a bunch of rumors swirling if Mike McCarthy will even survive uh, this season uh, as the Dallas Cowboys head coach. Will he even be there next year? Uh, but I would definitely not give it to him now. Now I would give it to Brian Flores, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. And I tried not to be biased. And I don't think I'm really being biased. I think this is fair. Uh, Brian Flores had just come in and, and completely changed the culture there in Miami. This is... And, and you cannot overstate that. I mean, you'll hear a lot of people say that, you know, coaches want to come in and, and change the culture uh, of a team. But Brian Flores, Brian Flores has just done that to a T, perfectly. He's handled the situation with Tua perfectly. Uh, he's, he's turned this team around. They have one of the best defenses uh, in the NFL. They have a, a fun offense despite not having much of a run game their special teams is one of the best units in the nfl and that's something that we see with bill belichick every year uh, obviously brian Flores coming from working under the wing of bill belichick and he's basically uh taking you know things that he learned there i think with bill belichick and and really integrating them perfectly here in miami uh, and, and Miami's, you know, they're five and three. They're in great playoff position right now. And in, in what I think is a, a fairly open AFC East, obviously the Buffalo Bills uh, are really good this season. But I think, you know, with the job that Brian Flores has done, you know, with this team, this team, when he joined uh, last year, looked like a complete joke, looked like a CFL roster and played like a CFL roster early on. The turnaround that they've had, I think is a huge credit to Brian Flores, uh, and he's he's just a phenomenal head coach, and I'm and I'm and I'm really happy to have him on my favorite team, and the future looks bright in Miami right now. And finally, on to the final award, uh, midseason award, uh, the big one, the MVP, and obviously I picked, uh, like I said, I was high on the Dallas Cowboys. I picked Dak Prescott to win the MVP award before the season. And that prediction was looking fine uh, up until Dak Prescott's ankle snapped in half. Um, he was playing awesome. But but so far, I think you have to give it halfway through the season to Russell Wilson, despite not winning this week and despite struggling a, a little bit, you know, as much as Russell Wilson can struggle, uh, you know, a little bit in the last couple of weeks. He's thrown a, a few too many interceptions lately. But still on the season, he has... 2,541 yards passing, 28 touchdowns, which is first in the NFL, uh, eight interceptions, 71% completion percentage. He's averaged 317 uh, passing yards per, per game, which is best in the NFL, except for Dak Prescott, who obviously is not playing anymore. And Russell Wilson, uh, we talked about Alvin Kamara being so important to the success of the New Orleans Saints and Russell Wilson is that times a million to the Seattle Seahawks. We see how terrible their defense is uh, and, and you know how terrible they would be without Russell Wilson. Uh, he is absolutely the most valuable player on that team and af absolutely halfway through the season, the most valuable player uh, in the league, I think. Uh, there are some real competitors. I think Aaron Rodgers and Matt Pat Mahomes are not going to go down quietly. 
I think it'll be really close, the MVP vote at the end of the season. But right now, uh, halfway through the season, I got to still give it to Russell Wilson. But he's got to start playing a little bit better if he doesn't want to get passed by Mahomes or Rodgers. Moving on to the final segment of the show, and it's my Week 10 picks. And last week, oh baby, last week was a good week for me, despite me losing my lock. I went 12-2 last week, Joe. 12-2. 12 right, 2 wrong, and one of those just one of those two just happened to wow. be my luck. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. I deserve more than that actually. 12 and 2, man. That's crazy. That's really good. I'm 78 and 39 on the season. I should do this correct, 39 wrong. Yeah. I should be getting paid for this, honestly. Not for locks though. I should not be being So you're exactly paid. half. 78 and 39? Is that exactly? Or right? I mean 39 is half of 78. Or it's well, it's close at least, right? Okay, moving on to this week, I plan on doing real good this week as well. And we start off with a Thursday night coffee pick with my good buddy Joel, sponsored by your favorite coffee place. Please, coffee places, sponsor this segment. Uh, I've got the Colts and the Titans on Thursday night football. I'm excited for this game. It's going to be a good game. Uh, I struggled picking a team. I love the Colts, like I've talked about. I really uh, I like what they got going on. I also like the Titans. I like Ryan Tannehill. Uh, and I picked the Titans to win this game 23-17, to despite uh, how much I like the Colts. I think the Titans are just better team right now. Uh, the Colts have no run game to speak of, and Ryan Tannehill can do some magical things at some point. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see this game go the other way, but I had to pick a winner. Uh, so I picked the Titans. Then moving on to the Sunday games, and we have Tampa Bay at Carolina. Another game that I almost wanted to pick Carolina but I just couldn't do it. I feel like Tampa Bay is going to come out motivated, come out angry, uh, and they're going to beat Carolina. They're in Carolina. And then we have Houston at Cleveland. Cleveland coming off a bye. I think they beat Houston. They should beat Houston. They need to beat Houston. If they don't, we're going to have to have a talk with the Browns once again. But yeah, I'm I'm picking the Browns to beat uh, the Houston Texans. And then we have the Washington football team against the Detroit uh, Lions. I'm going to pick Detroit. Uh, I just I don't know about Washington right now. Uh, Alex Smith is starting, so it would be cool if he would get a win. Uh, but I'm picking Detroit, I guess. I don't feel great about that, but that's what I wrote down here. Uh, and then we got Jacksonville at Green Bay. Uh, this one's Green Bay all the way. Don't even need to talk about that one. Jacksonville's a mess, uh, despite Jake Luton playing pretty well. And then we have Philadelphia at the New York Giants. Philadelphia better win this game, uh, and I'm picking them to win this game. And then Buffalo at Arizona. My Buffalo Bills hate continues. I picked the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona to beat the Buffalo Bills. Eventually, I'll jump back on picking the Bills, but not this week. Maybe it's just wish casting, hoping that the Bills would lose so the Dolphins can pick up some uh, ground in the division race. Uh, But I picked the Arizona Cardinals, beat the Bills. And then the Denver Broncos at the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to pick Las Vegas despite Denver uh, having a bunch of fun weapons. Las Vegas just keeps finding ways to win. And I think they're going to do it again against the Denver Broncos. And then the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Miami Dolphins. Justin Herbert versus Joe Burrow. The number five and number six picks in this year's draft. Really looking forward to this game. And I'm going to pick Miami because I'm a biased Dolphins fan. But the Dolphins have played well. Hopefully that continues against the Chargers. I'm excited to see these two quarterbacks go face-to-face. And Justin Herbert has a chance to to make the Dolphins regret uh, not picking him over Tua there at number five. And then we have the Seattle Seahawks 
at the Los Angeles Rams, and I'm going to pick the Seahawks to beat the Rams. Uh, the Rams coming off a bye. I think the Seahawks get right. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Rams come in uh, as, as Sean McVay's had a week to really prepare for this game. Uh, but I'm going to pick the Seahawks and Russell Wilson to get a little revenge after not playing well this week. And then San Francisco at New Orleans. New Orleans looks hot now after beating the Buccaneers. I'm going to say they beat a beaten uh, and bruised San Francisco team. And then Baltimore at New England. Like I said earlier, I don't think New England's a good team, so I'm not going to pick them to win. Uh, Baltimore's defense, I think, will suffocate uh, Cam Newton, uh, and they're going to walk away with a victory. And then the Monday night game is Minnesota at Chicago, and this is my lock of the week. Forget Nick Foles, Chicago. Uh, I'm locking up the Minnesota Vikings. They're looking good right now with Dalvin Cook. I think Chicago looks bad. Uh, this game, I could just, I can already just picture Chicago winning this game. But I, I believe in the Vikings. I think they're a good team right now. Despite Kirk Cousins being uh, average or below average, Dalvin Cook's amazing. Uh, I think they go into Chicago and go into Soldier Field and pick up a much-needed victory. Uh, but that wraps up the show. Also remember, actually before we wrap it up, bye weeks. Atlanta's on a bye week. Dallas is on a bye week. Kansas City and the New York Jets on bye weeks. So make sure you remember that for your fantasy teams. But now, that wraps up this week's show. So how long in total have we been recording for, including how uh, the, the banter that we have that is not even included in the podcast? With whatever's not... With the Patreon content. Patreon content. <laughs> no, it's uh, two hours and 11 minutes. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. Two hours and 11 minutes we just spent... Uh, in each other's presence yeah i'm sick of you i don't know if you're sick of me yeah but uh it's been real it was another fun episode i hope you guys enjoyed joe i hope you enjoyed sitting here with me i did Uh, it was fun to get all this off my chest like i said if you enjoy the show be sure to share it uh wherever you can wherever you want uh and give us a good rating on apple podcasts or wherever you listen to the podcast, it would really be appreciated because the more this podcast gets good ratings, the more it gets spread around, the better it will be, uh, and the better we will feel. Uh, You'll make us feel nice. And isn't that worth it? Uh, I think it is. But uh, yeah, follow us on social medias at underscore the average Joe show. Uh, Continue to support us on there. And thank you once again for listening to another show. And we will catch you guys on the next one.